You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> so I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all the rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad Sean Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad Sean Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Paul Mercurio in studio. Having some issues with pizza and roofing, he is. Next on the Best Of... Now, Paul, in nine minutes, we have a we have a guest coming on, and I would love to hear you interview him along with us because your interviewing skills must be just sterling. <laughs> that seems sarcastic. What? Huh? That seemed a little no, sarcastic. No, no, I was, no, I was very serious. <laughs> Who is, is it? Is this the kind of stuff you do on your podcast? Me, the ranting, mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, um, a little bit, but. Uh, I, it's usually one on one. I just had Frank Oz on. He's going to be in. Um, you should have Frank Oz on your show. Do you have you had Frank Oz on? I love Frank Oz. No, but I love Frank. Okay, Oz. I'm going to put you in touch with Frank Oz, and you should. He's got. They got a thing out called Muppets Muppet Guys Talking, which is a 65 minute documentary that he did with the all the original uh, puppeteers of the Muppets, and they're talking about it like. Oh, I love it. it. I'm telling you, it's really really good, and he's fantastic. I just had him on. It's going to air this Monday, but I'll put you in touch with him. And he can promote his thing, but you should have him on. And, uh, I would love to have him. And on. he's also directed amazing movies, like he's directed The Score and Little Shop of Horrors, and like his, his, right. his filmography is amazing. And then I have Marsha Clark on right now. I just I just had I just posted what? her this week. Yeah, she's the she's got an A and E show. Uh, Marsha Clark 
the first 48 where she looks at like uh famous homicide cases and like take looks at, i don't know digs deeper into them and so she was really cool actually she was really nice and i first question was okay so you slept with chris darden am i right am i right come on <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? It's like my first question for Paul McCartney. as a lawyer. Am I right? My first question for Paul McCartney was, so you're a beetle. Why would you sleep with a woman with one leg? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Hello? Are you still there? Hello? (laughs) Did I lose the connection? Really smooth. (laughs) Is he married again? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is? Okay. So isn't it like to some, is it it some woman from Long Island, right? With the money. Some woman with money. I think that's right. I think that is right. Yes, he's, it's, you have a great wise, voice for radio. You have such a Man. great voice on radio. Perfect. Who? who you, Catherine? No. <laughs> Me? I should think about getting into it someday. <laughs> you, should. you should. Stop dabbling and really go for it. You're doing with all these commercials. Stop dabbling. Man. Yes. You have great, and it's great yes, phone stop. sex voice too. Sorry, Andy. Just in case you want to make more money, Tom. Yes, I can do phone sex. Catherine, I think I have a cut. I need a band aid. Catherine. Did you ever see Catherine? I need a band aid. Did you ever see the movie? I'm making you Chris Jewish. Fox movie CB4. Do you ever see that movie? No, but I remember the title. But I, I don't think I saw the movie. Oh God! There's a guy. The guy. It's about these guys in a cell block to put together a band, and their big hit is "I'm Black, y'all. I'm Black, y'all. Blickety black, 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 blickety black." And that's the whole song. It's just the word black, and I'm black, y'all, right? Uh, but there's this one guy, when the band breaks up, he can't find another job. The only job he can get is for a gay sex line. <laughs> and you're going to have to cut this out, Melina, I'm sorry. But he can only find a job at a gay sex line. And the guy calls and goes, hi, is this the gay sex line? Yeah, yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm sucking your d- <laughs> 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 He's just not into it at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he pretends that he is. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that oh, was very, very funny. God. And then a guy in a restaurant recognizes his voice from the the gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh God. When I um, anyway, sorry. when I left. Uh, when I left uh, practicing law and stuff and I sold my apartment, I moved to a rooming house just outside of New York City. And one of the, my neighbors, it was literally like you had a hot pot on a ten, in a 10 by 12 room. And we each shared bathroom and kitchen with other people in the house. And it was literally like those rooming houses that like Philip Marlowe would go to to find the bad guy in those film noir movies, right? Oh, yeah. And one sure. of my neighbors was a 300-pound phone sex operator who sold Herbalife <laughs> diet products door to door. I oh. <laughs> Oh, door to door. Door to door. So picture somebody in like basically a tarp uh, with a button on it (laughs) that says, (laughs) the button said, I'm an herbal lifer. How about you? That was the button. And she'd be like, hi. And, you know, she's wiping, you know, chicken grease off of her mouth as she's trying to stay herbal. And she was very sweet. Her name was Carol. And I was right below her. And I could hear all of her calls. Now, it's all theater of the mind, right? It's like radio. So, like, the person on the... The the way that this works... And, uh, Tom, this is the part where you pretend, like, you don't know how this works. Um, You call in... To a central number, it's like it's a Chinese menu. It's like, yeah, I want a woman to do say this and say that and say this, and then you give them your number, and then they give her the number, and she calls you. So you never have the number of the woman. Oh, yeah. And okay. um, so I would hear her, and I'd hear like, 
Hi, this is Carol, and I'm 5'3", which was true, and I, I have, like, blonde hair, and that was true, and I have baby blue eyes, and that's true, and what? What's that? I weigh 105 pounds. <laughs> Thank you for playing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What are her parting gifts, Johnny? Uh, <laughs> it's like your arm weighs 105 pounds. And so I would literally have to go outside and walk around. Am I yelling? I'm not yelling too much, am I? No. I feel no, like no, I'm yelling. Fine. I'd have to walk around. Why is there a paper plate next to me and then like an eyeglass cleaner? What, were you guys working on eyeballs or something? So I'd have to walk around the neighborhood so I wouldn't have to hear this woman make these calls. And then she would go to me, oh, you want to come up and hang out and listen to some of my calls while I do them? And I'm like, no, I don't want to be attacked. Uh, I'm going to stay where I am. <laughs> it just was like... So my friend wants this bachelor yeah. party in Florida, right? And he's not getting... Hey, he wants to go fishing. Right. For people who just tuned in who missed the thing before the break, I'll reset, as yes. we say in the business. Um, sure. And by sure. the business, I mean show business. Um... And could you just get off your phone and pretend, Murray? <laughs> He's literally, I'm sitting right across from you. I have Emmy Awards, man. How many guys with Emmy Awards? And by the way, I'm Murray, you you're the farthest media, looking guy from a Jew that I thought for sure this guy was a Jew. <laughs> yeah, Murray, Murray, Murray the Jew. Kemp. Murray Kemp. Kemp Hello, hey, Murray lady. Kemp you're oh. like a mix. You're Asian, Puerto Rican, black with a little of with a little of not to be trusted. A little bit of that. <laughs> How is We're he sorry, not a Jew? Mary, Murray Kemp is a Jewish name. Oh man, I didn't even know that. Uh, I didn't even know that. Your your family's I'm the fourth. In, your family's I'm Murray Kemp the fourth. What did you tell way. me in the car? Your family's in in diamonds and jewels. What yeah. do you think you are? Uh. <laughs> Let's see, my name's Mary Kemp, we eat a lot of bagels, and my father's in finance. I don't think I'm Jewish at all. Happy Passover, Murray. Exactly. Yeah. Happy Passover, yeah. Murray. Oh, how did that Thanks doily just spell on in. the crown of your head? <laughs> doily. Uh. All right, so stay off your phone, will you? Uh. So what was I talking about? So this kid, Richard, I, I almost swore, but I know I'm not supposed to swear. Um, uh, and, uh, and he goes... Uh, he goes, so, he, so. oh, by the way, this friend of mine, he's 47, as I mentioned, and divorced and wanted a bachelor party. You're not getting a bachelor party. And he's always throwing money around. He's, got a, he's always got the latest BMW 535, his, his fiance, massive ring. We have a wedding, right? Nice wedding, country club. Guess what happened at the wedding? Cash bar. Cash bar at 47. <laughs> oh. Right. Exactly. You know what my wedding gift was? I slept with his wife that night. That was my wedding gift. I know you're trying to skimp on things. Well, why don't you skimp on the sex, handsome, and I'll take care of it for you. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful idea. You know what I mean? Like, it's how a magnificent do you, idea. You can't, you can't, like, flaunt all that money. None of this is, this is all true. Like, you can't flaunt that kind of money and then, you know. So this roofer, Jim Leach, all right? So he yeah, said, oh, we're so, back to the roofer. Okay. okay. 1228 last Thursday, I texted him. My roof is still leaking. Now, by the way, I had sent him a check, okay? Oh, he wanted 500 as an advance check for the quote-unquote materials. I go, no, you know what? What we'll do is you go to the Home Depot. 
My wife will call in when you're ready to check out with a credit card, and we'll do it that way. Guess how much the materials were? $245. So what the scumbag did was he was trying to get a 250 pop ahead of time on his labor because he knew it was 245 oh. Ah, you know, I might be Italian, but uh, I know. And uh, <laughs> but I, don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know Murray. I don't know like Murray, Murray Kemp kind of money, Murray, knowing that kind of money, Murray. You're actually Money Kemp. Money, Money Murray Kemp. That's hey. going to be your nickname at the club. <laughs> so I already knew this guy was slippery, right? Right. I don't have any money. You're doing it 20. Like, you can't brag that you're doing something 25 years and you can't estimate how much you need on materials. <laughs> what, I look like I fell off a turnip truck, pal? All right. Oh. Hi, this is Tom Bernard. Um, I'd like a pizza. Yeah, nice talking to you. Hey, you know Domino's Pizza has uh, pizza insurance? Did you see that? <laughs> what? Domin- oh, I swear to God, you ever heard of Adderall? <laughs> no, I can't afford it. I, I put all my money into my roof. <laughs> what do I look like, Mr. Moneybags? Yeah, I, I I can get you Adderall for five hundred dollars if you want to. Here comes Andy. I just need an advance, though. <laughs> yeah, I need an advance. Of- <laughs> That's right. I need the advance. Nice. That's um, exactly it. Domino's has this carryout insurance on your pizza. I'm not making this up. It's all over what the place. What does that mean, even? So if you take, you get a pizza, you have to go pick up your pizza. I'm not making this up. Can you Google it to prove to, so yeah. that I'm not? Oh. It's, um, and, uh, and, and so you take your pizza, not a delivery. You go, you pick up your pizza. If you drop your pizza, <laughs> you get, you get, they'll replace the pizza free. It's called, t- it, there's, a, there's an ad where a tree falls oh, on Oh, yeah, a- they actually do that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen this ad, yeah. You're right, the tree falls on the car, and the guy's like, oh, my God. He, all the guy cares about is his pizza, and then he slips on the ice, and the pizza falls. You take uh, that pizza back. They will replace the pizza. <laughs> now, we're all laughing at it like, oh, this is so super. I laughed at it, and then I tried it, and it works. <laughs> I dropped my pizza. I took it back with the deductible. It cost me $105. That's all. <laughs> the deductible. <laughs> we had an argument about whether or not the pepperoni sticking to the top was a pre-existing condition, but I said no. <laughs> all right. So this guy goes to fix the thing. So now it's 12:28 last Thursday, and I text him. I go, my roof's still leaking. He goes, okay, I'll come right out. He doesn't come th- Thursday. Doesn't come Friday. Saturday, I get a text from him, and the text says. Sorry, Paul, can't get out there today. I'm going to be at a funeral. What is it? The funeral of the Queen of England? Who's at a funeral all day? Like two hours tops at a funeral. So now I know this guy's just jerking me around. And by the way, I stopped payment on the check. Aha. He doesn't know that yet. Yeah. The minute, the minute, uh, the minute he stopped showing up, and then it was like, okay. And I said, oh, yeah, we had a problem with the check. I'm going to send you another one. And then he tech, and so he, he come, and then so Sunday he doesn't come. And then Monday morning of this week, he calls, he goes, I'm down a man. Here's the same excuse. I'm down a man. <laughs> I'm like, what, are you guys all drinking poison? How are you losing so many men? <laughs> the KGB is able to keep people on payroll better than you guys. He goes, I'll come out tomorrow. I go, no, you're not coming out tomorrow. He goes, what do you mean? I go, you're coming out the end of business today or I'm getting somebody else to do the job and you're not getting paid a nickel. And I said, I'm going to tell everybody I know. I will literally take a week off. And I, I said, did you ever see that scene in the Blues Brothers where they take that giant megaphone and they put it on the roof of the car and they talk yeah. like, uh, right? I will literally drive through the roads of Connecticut and Rhode Island and say your name and that you're the worst human being and roofer on the face of the planet. I will make it my mission to drive you out of this country. He goes, well, but I go, but 
and I'm like, country. Hey, I go, no, I go, and then I go. Uh, let me ask you something. I go, you got a wife and a kid? I go, yeah. I go, uh, I got a wife and a kid. I go, look, can I? Is, it, is your house when it rains? Does it leak? Does water come inside your structure when it leaks? He goes, no. I go, well, it does with mine. I'm not talking when I turn the shower on. I mean, like in just random places. Like I'm standing in my kitchen, and suddenly it's like uh, it, I'm like Gene Kelly, and the, you know, with the thing with the umbrella. I said, you got to come out and fit. Well, I can't, and this, and then he starts to try to blame it on me. Well, you know, you didn't return my call three, three weeks ago. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Just come on, fix the friggin' roof, you hump. So, um, <laughs> yeah, hump. yeah, yeah. And guess what? Three hours after that phone call, he went out to fix my roof. Now, the story's Amazing. not over. Oh. You'll have to tune in next week. What's with, this, what's with this blue light? I feel like I'm being x-rayed and the dentist is standing outside so he doesn't get radiation poisoning on his testicles. So I am gonna, I'll finish this when we come back after this break. No, you got a minute. Well, we have 45 yeah. seconds. Oh, okay. So now we don't know. Cause he, so he texted me this morning while I was on the radio with you, Tom, and he said, your check bounced. <laughs> the check, yes, my uh, check bounced because I stopped the payment on it. So now, guess what? I'm down a man. I don't think I'm going to be able to get to the bank to deposit anything right now, buddy. Ooh, I like it. That makes complete sense. You don't mess with Italian when it comes to this business, Murray the Kemp. This is the contractor story around the world, isn't it? Yes, it really seriously. is. It's just, so ridiculous. Did you say Italian? Italian, yes. <laughs> You just what said kind Italian. Of Italian, are you? What kind of Italian are you? I'm just an Italian. Guy <laughs> you don't even have to know the language. You just have to do the thing. <laughs> hey, Alex, we're going to have a benita and a benita and a benita. With a little We'll have a broccoli rub. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are a Much one of a kind, and we roof all the time. We are roofers. That was Paul Mercurio on the best of. Coming up next, Kostaki Economopoulos is back in the off season, covering some of the transactions that have occurred that affect all of us, unfortunately. Next on the best of, we are roofers. Boyfriend Kostaki, is that who it is? Yep. <laughs> is there a, such a spooky character as Kostaki the doll? Not likely. Kostaki, terrifying. Do you know anything about Robert the doll? Robert the doll? No. Yeah, there's. A, we've been talking about it on the show quite a bit. There's a doll. Catherine and I went to, on vacation down to Key West, and there's a doll down there. It's 115 years old, and there was a there was a TV show about it on Amazon on Lore. And Robert the doll, uh, the actual doll is encased in glass, and you can look at it. It doesn't look anywhere near as old as it is, and you have to ask the doll's permission to take its picture, or it will haunt you. <laughs> what do you think of that action? That's a funny legend. You but know, I Tom, did. when you first mentioned it today about Robert the doll, I thought you said Robert Duvall. <laughs> Yeah, and Robert Duvall. Yeah, me too. Like, Very scary. Like, Robert Duvall. He's encased in glass. I was like, I thought he's still alive. 
<laughs> yeah, Robert Duvall's encased in glass. <laughs> you have to ask his permission to take no, it. No, he might punch you if you don't ask him. It's true. <laughs> you never know. But I didn't know this about Key. We'd never been to Key West before. Never, right? Oh, great. And the, the, the ghost tour on the trolley at night is really cool, and that's where you see Robert the doll. And Catherine actually asked permission to take his picture. Well, so she has it. I don't want to be haunted. But I did not know this. There used to be a huge Greek population in Key West. Uh, sponge diving. I was just going to say, sponge divers. Yeah, what's yeah. up with you guys and holding your breath? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, Key, Key West is great. It's such it a is. cool mix of locals and tourists and street mm-hmm. performers and gays and drunks and poets and cruise nice. ship passengers. It's cool. It is very cool. We, we, we really enjoyed it. We, we liked it a lot, as a matter of fact. But, yeah, the red tide came in and killed all the sponges, and that's why the Greeks all moved up to Tarpon Springs. Yep. Poor sponges. Oh, Fast. I didn't know that. That's yes. interesting. See, every time you listen to the Tom Bernard Show, you learn something. Infotainment, Tom. Infotainment. <laughs> that's exactly it. What's going on with you, Kostaki? Ah, uh, I'm, uh, well, we got some big news. Uh, My wife is pregnant. What? The greatest. Congratulations. Congratulations. How about that? So we are hustling around and uh, thinking about maybe moving and uh, we're going to sign up for some classes and doing all the things you do to get ready. It's very exciting. You mean moving inside the city somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most likely. Although we have considered moving a little further, but I think we're going to stay here. Unbelievable. Wait till you start looking, you yeah. might change your mind. <laughs> now, aren't you and Tony Randall the only two guys who are 70 years old that got a woman pregnant? That's funny. <laughs> that hurts a little. That hurts a little. That hurts. It does not. <laughs> not I have Tom wonderful. Griswold as my, uh, you know, the other one. <laughs> Tom Griswold, that's right. Tom I, uh, Griswold has a young kid. He's in his 60s. <laughs> I I did not know the other young kid. Tom Griswold's from Bob and Tom, right? Yeah, the Bob yeah. and Tom show. He's got kids in college, and he has a, a young. Kid. He's got every age in between. Yeah, all well, the I way, did, all I the did, way through. Really, I did not know that. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, good. He for loves you. kids and dogs. He's got lots of both. But you are not in your sixties. <laughs> we should point that out. No, no, I'm in my 40s, but yes. still, I'll be in my 60s when the kid leaves high, you know, leaves high school. So I have been daydreaming. Like you know, how some parents have to be both the mother and father, you know, single parents. I, I yeah. figure I have to be the father and grandfather to this kid. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not James E. Smith, who had his first child at 102. <laughs> what? What? Yep. There you go. Oh. At that point, it's like, oh, why even goodness. bother? And he had twin daughters. Lord. When he was a hundred. Twin daughters. Yep. When he was a hundred. How, how old was the mom? How old was the mom? Thirty-eight. Was she blind? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what the deal with that is. Is this story? All right, you're off the hook, Mick Jagger. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, by comparison, I'm a spring chicken. These, these really stories are, are crazy. Strom Thurmond is the other one I always think of. Yeah, Strom Thurmond. Yeah. I think Strom Thurmond became a dad at one point when he was seventy. Oh, Tony and, Randall, 78. Yeah, as I said, Tony Randall. With his 28-year-old Tony wife. Randall is the gold standard, yeah. Yeah, he is the gold Yikes. standard. Well, congratulations. <laughs> There's nothing quite like having children. No doubt about it. Yeah. It's a wonderful yeah, yeah. thing. Well, except for Andy and Alex. I... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. someday I'll get them all into the family business like you did, Tom. Yeah, exactly. Cool. It'll all work out in the end. 
have the kids running around writing football jokes. <laughs> and if there that fails, go. there's always sponge diving. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Not a lot anymore. Out of a shot. Oh. I don't think there's a big market for actual sponges anymore. Really? No, we all use synthetic sponges. I didn't know. I thought they're cheaper. Be a yeah. Huge market for sponges. They were talking about that in Key West. I guess it's you have to use a lot of chemicals to get them to oh, not this, smell. Yeah, they smell so. Oh yeah, because they're alive. So. Yeah. Other than that, though. So is that why you called yep. in Kostaki is to talk sponges or? <laughs> no, let's talk about Kirk Cousins. Let's do that. That's big news in your part of the world, right? I just don't understand the difference between Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins. I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, on yeah. I mean, if you just look at the stats from this year, I mean, arguably Case had the better year. He did. Um, yeah, I like Case. I agree. I don't know. I, think um, Zimmer, I don't think Zimmer didn't like him, and that was the whole shooting match. But it is possible that we look back in a few years and go, "Oh, that was Case's career year." Yeah, I could mean, be. could be. He hasn't proven it over time the way Kurt has. So right. I understand that. You're they right. signed Cousins to a huge three-year deal. Eighty-four million guaranteed. Oh. Usually, the Vikings only guarantee sadness. So this is a nice. Uh... What are you talking directly uh. to me? <laughs> Honest to God, they tear my subconscious. They've been tearing my heart out since I was nine years old. Oh. And as a matter of fact, on the ghost tour in Key West, uh, they said, "Hey, is anybody here for the first time?" And for, you know, four of us raised our hands: Catherine and me. And another couple. Well, where are you from? The first couple. Uh, we're from Philadelphia. Oh. Oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, great. We're from Minnesota. And, of course, Philadelphia. <laughs> and we hate you. Yep. Philadelphia destroyed uh, hilarious. Oh, it's just it, horrible. It just follows you around. Yeah, it does. That's it great. And has for my entire life. I'd like you to yep. know that. Me too, brother. Me too. God, Atlanta's the same story. Same story. Uh, well, at least the baseball teams each won the World Series, so that's good. Yes. Yeah, eventually, right. Didn't we win one against you guys? Was that no? We won one Ken against Herbeck? you. Yeah, let's get it straight. Yeah. So the Twins. Oh, okay. Twins beat Atlanta. I don't know. What, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a baseball guy. Yeah, you're not a baseball guy. You love football. That's true. I saw this. One report said uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, the Jets offered him $90 million for the same three years. So he basically paid $6 million not to play for the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish to play here. <laughs> He's the $6 million not a Jet man. <laughs> yeah, Meanwhile, don't. all of your three quarterbacks from last year signed deals elsewhere. Minnesota was handing out quarterbacks like they're Oprah. You get a quarterback with a bad knee. You get a quarterback <laughs> with a bad knee. Well, that's true. Where did, uh, so, so did Teddy end up with the Jets? Teddy signed as a Jet. Poor Teddy. First the knee, now the Jets. That's, that's brutal. Good God. I, I, I still maintain that would have been a good nickname for Ted Kennedy. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> oh. oh. Hey, they got that movie coming out next week. Oh, what is it? Chappaquiddick. Oh, I didn't know that was coming out next week already. Ooh, I can't wait to see that. Does it <laughs> show a him funny run- story to revisit. Does he <laughs> show him running away and letting the woman drown and not trying to help her? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happened. Stumbling around. I, I wasn't around for the, you know, I mean, I was around, but I wasn't paying attention to politics of that phase of my life. I'm actually kind of interested in that story. Actually, I remember uh, when that happened. I actually said to myself, someday Teddy Kennedy will make Donald Trump look good. <laughs> 
by comparison. <laughs> At least you never drown a woman and just took off like a coward. That we know of. Oh, that's true. That we, that we know of. <laughs> Would it really surprise any of us? That is really cold. Teddy Bridgewater or the Lion of the Senate. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion of the Senate. So, the guy was a drunken bum. I love the Lion of the Senate. <laughs> Whatever. So Teddy went to the Jets. Sam Bradford is a Cardinal. He said his knee is not an issue. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh-huh. Netflix was not an issue for Blockbuster. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> his knee's not an issue. I think he mispronounced, my knee has no tissue. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing left in there. <laughs> oh, let's the face man. it. Sam Bradford gets hurt more than Jennifer Aniston. That's, uh, that's a pretty <laughs> high bar. Oh, oh, the no. broken... Uh, it might be her own fault, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> At this point, yeah. Yeah. Bradford's knee is like a crystal vase at Mike Tyson's house. It's just a matter of time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Bradford should buy Kaepernick's knee. Cap's not using it, and we know he's got at least one good one, right? Hey, he could take <laughs> one. <laughs> If only we could meld uh, Bradford and Kaepernick. Bradford from the waist up, Cap from the waist down. That's a great quarterback, right? I like it. And the other two have... The other two halves can meld and limp to a congressional hearing somewhere and get some stuff done there, too. Win-win. <laughs> I wonder if it's too late for Sam Bradford to get Stephen Hawking's knees. That would be an upgrade, though. Oh, <laughs> the, the, Simps- the Simpsons said a uh, bid farewell to old Stephen Hawking. Yeah. It was very sad to see. Yeah, I agree. Stephen flying through the air, and his, he had a flying wheelchair in that episode. Yeah, he was on The Simpsons a few times. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, in, in what capacity he one, could be. Yeah. <laughs> Case Keenum is a Bronco. Yep. I don't know if you saw yep. this clip. When John Well Elway introduced him at the press conference, he mispronounced his name. Oh, no. It's not Economopolis. It's Keenum. Come on. <laughs> hey, well, doing? that's true. Well, I, I Anyone could stumble over a name, but the sad part is Elway introduced him as Case Second Choice. I thought, well, oh. that's not nice. Oh, the Denver Broncos. I think owning the Denver Broncos is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, explain to me why it isn't. (sighs) You just don't understand football, Marge. (laughs) There you go. That's all men. All men talking to all women. Yes, that's exactly what it is right there. That shows still to this day hilarious. It, it will. It holds up. It will be around forever. We'll be long gone, and that show will still be, you know, embraced by another generation, another generation. I hope you're right. It's like a time capsule. It's great. It is. Al Franken, though, still unsigned. Not every Minnesota player got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you start another radio network that would fail, like Air America. <laughs> What a disaster. You know, Franken did get some interest from a touch football league, so that's something. (laughs) You know, I love how the way you're working around me today. I like that. It takes a lot of talent. Trying to stay on point. (laughs) You know know what I think? I think that maybe, is it my phone or your phone? Like, it's hard for us to talk at the same time. You know, as a Greek, I I need that in a conversation, right? (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I understand completely. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would call Greece, and I felt like both sides of the conversation just talked at the same time so they could hang up and save money on the call. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good memory. 
it was pricey to call back in those days. Oh, Every now it's yeah. easy, but collect call from Bob. We ought a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What is that from? That was a ten, ten to twenty or whatever ad. One of those, you know, things. You, you, oh, you dial ten, ten to twenty instead of having to, you know, oh, s- scam like, it via right. collect calls or whatever. Yeah. I remember using 1010-220 all the time, uh, calling my friends when I was in Florida. Yes. That's That's great news for us. There was a comic way back in the day that did a bit about that, back in the collect call era, you know, some some version of that, you know. Uh, Could you tell her I am bowling is calling, and uh, I would like to speak to will be late, some some version (laughs) of that. Whatever works. That's all I know. So NFL free agency has been nutty. It's it's fun to have a little island of NFL football in the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, all the news and everything. A lot of players are leaving the Seahawks. More people have left Seattle lately than the White House. That's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, man. That's like a, they're getting out of a clown car. It's it's like Angelina Jolie <laughs> dropping off her kids at daycare. It's a lot of people leaving. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Doug Stanhope show for Mormons. A lot of people leaving. Oh, yeah. Doug Stanhope for Mormons would not work. <laughs> I think Richard Sherman is the most famous departure from Seattle since Kurt Cobain. You know, oh. That was a quick departure. That was a quick takeout. <laughs> Sherman's better than Cobain at defending the shotgun. Though, oh. So you gotta give him that. Oh, man. We'll be back more in the third hour with Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Kostaki Economopolis. On the rebound. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. We're going back to episode 85 with Jake the Snake. Next on the best of. Jake. Mr. Snake. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? Wonderful. I'm excellent. I was at a a, um, AA meeting. Sorry about that. Well, no, that's rather more important than being on this podcast. (laughs) It is. Hopefully, it wasn't an emergency. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Good. (laughs) I'm uh, 40 days in now. Yay. Oh, good for you. Uh, Yeah. You know, uh, that's a a record if I wasn't in jail and rehab. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. Congratulations. Um, even, even jail, you can find stuff. Never mind. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> is it the World Wrestling Federation that is sponsoring no, people no, now? No, this is uh, Diamond Dallas Page. It's uh, oh, he's, oh. I'm staying with him, and um, I'm uh, doing his yoga thing. And uh, I'm um, 51 pounds down now. I've lost 51 pounds. And how last, long? Uh, uh, almost five months. Wow, that's wow. amazing. Almost five months. Well, actually, four months and two weeks. What's your uh, goal? Uh, I want to lose another 25. Wonderful. 
So I just can't tell you how much different I feel. It's just amazing. Um, being sober, there's some things I like about being sober, some things I don't. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Uh, well, the, the things that I don't are having to deal with real feelings again, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't have my crutches to hide behind. No, I understand that 100%, especially a guy. brutal. It's brutal, man. Uh, I feel like some... I feel like I'm on my monthly thing or something, you know? <laughs> what am I going through here? You know Great. what the hell is this? Oh, I'm fat, aren't I? I know I look fat. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've just turned into a real bitch. Were you using food, too, or is it just substance? Uh, uh, the, diet that, the diet that I'm on um, is basically uh, just no gluten and uh, no dairy, you know, except for the only cheese I can have is um, sheep and goat cheese. Which has a wonderful flavor. Yes, it does. Um, and uh, you know, I was really worried about it because, like, man, you know, no ice cream and uh, apple pie at three a.m. Well, I didn't need that if I wasn't smoking crack and drinking. Right. So, you seriously you know, were doing crack? Yes, I was. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah I, was... I had a successful cocaine career. I, I did cocaine <laughs> for thirty years and I didn't die. Whoa! Wow. Lord. Why? And, uh, by the grace of God, I don't know. Um, I tried to. Uh, I tried to commit suicide by doing it a couple times, and uh, just pissed me off, you know. But uh, I guess it's because there's something else for me to do. Uh, I'm glad that Dallas reached out for me um, because I was in a dark, dark spot five months ago. Man, I was—I'd uh, wake up each morning pissed off that I woke up. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's that's a horrible place to be, but it, it, you can get there. When you're drinking and drugging and you don't want to do it anymore, and I didn't, I had not wanted to drink and drug for several years, but I just couldn't stop. You know, the, the, the arguments your mind can have are so unbelievably strong and overwhelming, and your addiction knows every tool in the book to twist you, to turn you, to justify. My, my addiction could justify murder. You know, it was no yeah. problem. That dude needs to die. You know, no problem. I can get high. No problem. I'll do it. And uh, that's where you get, you know. And uh, this uh, this whole thing that I'm doing, man, is uh, is for me, you know. And uh, and, and there's going to be so many gifts that come back from me doing this. And uh, the first one is uh, I become human. <laughs> and uh, the second one is I'll be able to be a father to my children and my grandchildren. Uh, be a grandpa, you know, and because uh, I've got several, and man, they're all waiting, and I'm, they're getting, you know, they're impatient. Little kids are, you know, and uh, I've started becoming impatient about life now. I'm enjoying it. Um, I wake up in the mornings, I get in the hot tub, and uh, you know, I get in the hot tub because my feet are so bad and my hands are so bad from all the years of abuse in the rain that. Uh, Evidently, I've been hitting the head too many times, they told me, and uh, uh, my hands are curling and my toes are too, and it's from headshots, and uh, um, I couldn't straighten my fingers out at all, and uh, Dallas has got me doing all these stretching things and bending things. I think the son bitch is just trying to kill me. <laughs> so, I'm like, you bastard, you know, I know you're just messing with me. You know, you're not making me better, you're just trying to break my fingers, but... Uh, now I can straighten my fingers, and um, my toes aren't as bad. Uh, I, mean, I get in the hot tub to warm that stuff up so I can work out. Um, I'm able to do things with my body that I never thought I would ever do, and some of them I didn't think I'd ever want to do them. You know, 
Yeah. I'm not moving in that position. Hell no. You can get hurt doing that. But, um, you know, I'm doing it. And um, it's amazing that at 57 years old, I actually feel like I'm starting to live again. You know, it's wonderful. Uh, it, you know, I, I can't thank him enough, and uh, I don't give a shit. What a, give a darn what reasons are. You can say that. give a shit. That's all right. Okay, I don't yes, give sir. a flying yeah. shit what reason he did it for. I'm just so damn thankful that he did because, like I said, I was uh, I wasn't suicidal at, the, at that point. I was uh, just wanting to die. And I was I, when I would hear about some other wrestler dying, I'd get pissed off at God. You know, God, why don't you take me? Sorry, son of a, you know. I mean, that's pretty insane. And uh, But that's where you get, man. Uh, your addiction, you start hiding from everyone. Uh, you don't want to see anybody. When he called me at first, you know, he says, hey, Jake, uh, how you doing? Yeah, okay, man, you know, there were a few problems, you know. I told him I was 305 pounds. He's like, dude, you can't carry that weight. Your age, you know, yada, yada. You never wore that weight before. And he just kept running his yap, you know, <laughs> and uh, wouldn't shut up. And yeah, I'm like, he's like okay, I'll, I'll do it, man, but just get off the phone. I have to go get some shit, you know? you know. And I agreed to do it basically just to get him off the phone. <laughs> and um, all I had to do was get off the gluten. And um, he told me, say, when you lose, uh, you know, 20 pounds, give me a call. I'll come down and uh, we'll talk to you and video you. And, well, I was like, yeah, well, I don't know about that. And he said, come on, dude, man, you'll feel better. Okay, Dallas, finally I go, bye. <laughs> and uh, the next thing you know, man, well, 10 days later, I was down like nine pounds. I'm like, wait a minute. And there was just a glimmer of hope. You know, maybe this year wasn't BSing me. And um, a few weeks later, man, I was down 20 pounds, man. And, you know, 20 pounds is a lot. It is. When you, uh, if you don't think it's a lot, put 20 pounds in your back pocket, run around your house three times, and tell me how you feel. Yeah. You know? And um, so the next thing I know, uh, he shows up on my doorstep, and uh, I wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> but uh, you are I, now. Uh, I am now, but I was ashamed at the time, man. Uh, sure. I didn't, want, I didn't want him to see how I was living, where I was living, uh, my real physical shape. I mean... What little pride I had, I gave up whenever uh, I had to retire because I just, you know, I was embarrassing myself going out to the ring, you know, at 300 pounds, man. And uh, you do some for 37 years, man, and what little bit of testicles you have, why a female or size of BBs, <laughs> you don't feel like showing them to everybody. No, so. I understand it. Jake, I should point out that I grew up uh, with all the AWA guys, lifted weights oh, with those yeah. guys for years, the Hawk and Animal. and Oh, yeah, man, they're good friends. Hennings, yeah, and, and so I've lost. Oh, I can't even tell you how many wrestling friends now to cocaine and and yeah. steroids and everything else. It just cocaine, makes... steroids, and depression. I'm gonna tell you the biggest right. thing is depression. Because I'll tell you something. You know, it's just the way the world is. But when you're an athlete and you can no longer compete, uh, it's a hard thing to deal with, especially in a business that really has nothing to do with talent. You know. If the guy chooses you to be in that position, yeah, you know, I might be a better guy. I mean, there's a lot of guys that deserve the push that I got, you know, but because I had a certain look or because um, the WWE or other promoters just went, we're picking him. I got shows over them. But when it's taken away from you, there's, okay, I can't go out and get better. I, I, there's, no, there's no point for me to get to reach 
to give my position back. You know? Right. Yes. And it's just taken from you. And then all of a sudden you're sitting at home going, what the F, you know? Uh, I can do all these things these other guys are doing. I'm better than they are. But because somebody chose them, I'm not the guy. And then uh, all of a sudden your money starts going, your health starts going. Uh, all those sacrifices you made over the years of not being there for your family. Uh, you know, I mean, my God, I've got eight children and I don't know any of them. Okay? Really? Not, not the way I should. Not the way most men do. But now I'm going back and I'm getting that, you know. And uh, that's been the greatest gift Dallas gave me was uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I had three of my children on the phone and they said, you know, Dad, you accomplished so much in wrestling and in movies and this and that and whatever. But we are so much prouder of you today than we've ever been in our whole lives. Man, oh, that was golden. That's the best. I mean, right there, said, hey, man, stick a stick up your rear end and keep moving. <laughs> yes. You know? Because yes. that's a great feeling. And you know what? Maybe for once, maybe for once, and I pray, and I'm working hard at it, maybe for once I won't let them down. Well, I don't, it doesn't sound like to me like you will. How old are your children now? Oh, I'll get them from 32 down to uh, 14, man. 32 to 14, you said eight kids. Yeah. And, and... Yeah. and what's strange is my oldest daughter, she is a head addictionologist and psychiatrist for the largest rehab in the world is for all the troops. And she's over the whole thing. But she says that a lot of her ideas that she introduced the government to with drugs and addiction that she's dealing with out there is stuff that she learned by watching me. Oh, really? So if that's a plus, fine. Her and I are going to write a book about it because there's two sides to every fence, you know? Yep. And uh, I was on the using side, and she was on the having-to-watch side. And it sucked, you know? Right. But if she can help these troops, uh, Dallas and I, we're going to start going out and visiting those troops uh, out in uh, Leavenworth, Kansas. Because that that's that would be so good for me, man, to know that I helped just one person. If I can help just one person not go through the shit that I have went through. Absolutely. Because, you know, hey, I've been to several rehabs that the WWE paid for and uh, jail. And I never met anybody in rehab or jail that said, you know what, Jake, when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and be a coke addict and a drunk. You know, that was my dream. You know, no, nobody dreams to do that. It's something that happens to you along that journey. You know, and, and, and they said, Jake, why did you do cocaine? Because I like the shit. <laughs> Damn, it was fun. Yeah. Until one day, it quit being fun, and it became a necessity in my life. Did you have enablers around you, or did you keep of the addiction course. yourself? I wouldn't keep anything but that around me. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, I didn't want somebody going to stand up and keep me away from it. You know, they're going to fall in my line, and uh, they're going to do the things that I need. And, you know, some people do the things that they um, do because they're selfish, too. And, um, you know, I had some people that were around me that um, made sure I had just enough to keep me at home. You know? Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Well, I mean... I I was a whore. (laughs) Okay. You guys, at, I was a drug war, man. Hanging around you guys, one thing about about hanging around, and not you specifically, but yeah. professional wrestlers, 
Uh, they devote, devote a lot of time to the gym. There's no question about yep. that. And they devote a lot of time to feeling invincible. I mean, they yep. dedicate themselves to the feeling of invincibility because they have to. You have to. You're wrestling seven days a week, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, and you don't get no damn days off, man. No, and you're traveling. Not, not in my day. Not in my day. You didn't get days off. I mean, I, I tore my peck in half uh, wrestling Andre the Giant in Philadelphia. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, and I had to wrestle some bitch again that night at seven p.m. <laughs> you know? did, how did you and, do that? And I'm just queer for punishment. You know what the hell? <laughs> a broken bone? Please give me a break. You'll be all right. Uh, when I, when Hokey Tonk gave me that guitar, it splattered my my two discs against my spinal cord. I wrestled for a year and a half with that shit, but I had a little medication to help. You know. I had an eight ball a day and 20 or 30 pain pills. Oh, oh. God. You know, I was taking so damn many pain pills. It was, I mean, I don't know how I lived through it. Um, but I did, and I'm thankful that I did. Today, I'm thankful that I did. There's been lots of days I wish I'd never lived through it. But these days, I'm thankful because I just want everybody out there to know that if Jake Roberts can do it, you ain't got a damn excuse not to do it. Because I've came back from the gates of hell. Hell, I set up shop on the damn doorsteps of the gates of hell and was begging to go in. <laughs> so what's your excuse, asshole? <laughs> hey, I don't want to hear it. I see a T-shirt you know? franchise right there. <laughs> uh, I see one, too. And you know what mine says? Keep your eyes on the prize. And the prize is sanity back, having your family back, having a fucking life. Yeah. That's too long for a t-shirt. Yeah, that's very verbose. <laughs> okay. Well, at least the one I used to wear that said, uh, bite me, blink me, jizz uh, on my tits and get the half out. Anyway. <laughs> I actually have one that said that. So it made me write bad checks to help my lies and, and do all those things and then get the half out. Yeah. Still I love that shirt. And I love the girl that had it, too. What the hell? I have a question for you, Jake. We're talking to Jake the Snake Roberts, inducted into the Legends of Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, by the way, in 2010, Hall of Fame wrestler. So just... What? I never did... I, I've never I, been inducted. They said you were inducted into the Legends Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. No, 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 no. Oh, that's a small one up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's all a blur. That's why they call it dope, dude. You were probably yeah. high that day. I had a brain fart. Oh, yeah, I was. So just as a guy, I was never a wrestler myself, but I, I lifted a lot of heavy weights with these guys. I was in the power room with these guys and hung, hung out, went to dinner, you know, went out and uh, had some cocktails, all the rest of it. Really? You drink? Oh, my God. And no. you were around athletes? I know. It's hard to believe. So I have a question for you now. So it's, you said it's been 40 days now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now you, you you no longer have alcohol. You no longer have cocaine nope. or crack. Nope. What? Now, what do you do? I understand that. What did you do with that part of you? Because I still feel it just hanging around those guys. I still have to think. And I'm, by the way, 61. I'm four years older than you are. Okay. But I still yeah. have to have that feeling of invincibility because if I let it go, it makes me very nervous. Yeah. Well, doing this yoga, man, is, is helped because... It, you, you learn to control your breathing. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I get upset, the first thing that happens is I start panting. Right. <laughs> okay, what does that do? That fires my damn shit up in the air. I get angry. Right. I'm ready to fight. Fuck whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to do, let's Be go. Blunt. Right. You know? And uh, now 
when something comes down that's not good, I sit down and I say, you know what? Come on, man, breathe, breathe. And I try to keep my breathing regular. And then I tell myself, you know, it is what it is, brother. You know, and before, whenever I'd say it's their fault, and, oh my God, it's my drug dealer knocked over the door. <laughs> Jay, come back. No, somebody working on the house. Uh, That's fine. But uh, I'd have shot that son of a Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that. <laughs> my drug dealer in my hometown, who I've known since the third grade, okay? Um,. I remember the first day he came to school, they were integrating schools. I'm like, dude, look at that dude. He's black. That's weird. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we became friends. Well, through school, he started dealing pot way back then, you know? And he's been a dealer all of his life. But the other day, a friend of mine who was still in my hometown back in Texas, she ran into him at the um, post office. And he seen her and he says, hey, he says, you tell Jake, if he ever shows up at my doorstep again, I'll shoot that son of a bitch in the foot. <laughs> and he says, because tell him that I love him and I want him to be free, man. Well, that's nice. You know, hey, that's a good drug dealer, probably. <laughs> that is a good drug dealer. You're absolutely he's right. a real human being. I know he's doing the wrong thing. He's out here, you know, he's, he, well... You know, the only time he would he get pissed off at me, he'd say, "Jake, you're doing too much that shit. I'm not giving you anymore." Well, I'd go get it off somebody else on the street, mm-hmm. and then he'd call me, and go, "God damn it, get off the streets! You're gonna get busted, man. What are you doing down, down here on this block? You know what I'm saying? You stick out like a sore damn thumb, shit. You know? Yeah. Because I've been open about my past, and you know, if cop sees me in the hood, brother, he's going, "I know what the fuck he's looking for." <laughs> You know, yeah. and he pulled me off the street. He said, "God damn you!" And he'd yell at me and shit. And you know, he, he is a good man. You know, he, he's doing the wrong thing. But you know what? I did the wrong thing a long time in my life, and uh, he's still a man. And I respect him and I love him for that. But uh, you know, and maybe someday I'll be able to go back and help him get out of that business and get a new business. Yeah, there you go. You know, because that's the kind of friend, that's the kind of guy I want watching my back. Right. You know, so I'm getting so many gifts now, man. Uh, Not just the well wishes, but gifts from God, man. I mean, going out and sitting in the hot tub at 8 o'clock in the morning and looking up and seeing damn birds and seeing these squirrels playing these trees, man, breathing fresh air. Shoot that I took for granted before. Right. But I'm seeing it for the first time. I'm feeling it for the first time. I'm tasting it for the first time. Now, doing this damn uh, food plan that he's got, you know, the gluten-free stuff, um, I never knew what the hell gluten was. You know, I thought gluten, well, you're gluten. That's you know, gluten. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Same shit. Because uh, gluten is poison for your body, man. I mean, wheat, if you really check it out, it's a carcinogen, man. That shit will give you cancer. Yet, we put it in everything. Why? It's a good filler, and it, you can put any taste on in the world, and it sticks. So, get off the gluten, get off the dairy, and you too can lose 50 pounds like I have. I mean, uh, there's another guy here, uh, his name's Louie. He's lost 80 pounds already. Jeez. Uh, and he's got another 125 to go. He's a 25-year-old kid that weighed 450 pounds. 
Really? Christ, how long was he going to live? I mean, screw getting high, brother. Shit, you're going to die by eating. Yeah. You know? So there's there's all sorts of problems out there, but you, you read you start reading about this stuff. Go on DDP site yoga and see, yoga site and see uh see the story about Arthur man. Here's a guy that was defending our country, jumping out of airplanes, had too many jumps, screwed up his back, uh, was walking around with the peg legs, uh, you know, the pins, uh, had braces on his knees and his back, and uh, he gained up to three hundred pounds. Well, now he weighs 140 pounds. This son of a bitch can run, outrun anybody. Yeah, well, he's in the he's in the DDP uh, yeah, yoga video. Yeah, yeah. that and, is an uh, amazing video. Right now they're, yeah. they're up in New York, man, uh, filming uh, um, a today the Today Show, and uh, then they got to go out to California and do uh, the Doctor Show. And uh, Saturday we're going to Hawaii. Damn it, somebody's going to do it. Might as well be me. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Poor thing. To hang out with um, a comedian out there that was 450 pounds, and he's lost out of 375, you know, and uh, it's awesome, man, that you can reach out and you can help somebody. What what kind of world would we have if we're, each one of us would just look to our left and help that person next to us? Person what my left needs a lot man? of help, by the way. You know, but there's not, there's not a good news channel. Why isn't there? Because nobody wants to hear that shit. They want to lay in crap and take you down with them, man. It's a jealous <laughs> queer world. <laughs> it's true. I am. I'm insane, but I'm happy to be insane because if you're stupid, people laugh at you. If you're crazy, they don't say shit. <laughs> if they know what's good for them, anyway. Yeah, exactly. If they know what's good for them. What, what, uh, what, is, what is your hometown, by the way, in Texas? Hometown in Texas, Gainesville, Texas. Oh, Gainesville, okay. Yeah, it's uh, a place that I like, but whatever. You, know, you do or do not like it? Do not like it. No, it's a little Peyton place, man. It's a crooked little town and a crooked little place with crooked people. So at 20 years old, you got you got out of there and went on a, a pro wrestling circuit? Is that what it happened? 19, I was out of there. You were 19? Yeah. And where did yeah. you first start wrestling out of? Um, I went down Mid-South uh, wrestling because my dad was there. Oh, okay. Uh, my dad wrestled, and yeah. uh, he was a lot bigger than I was, so, you know. He was seven foot and four hundred and twenty five pounds. Holy <laughs> Yeah. So I you know, he didn't raise me, um at all. I, I went down there out of high school, I was gonna go to college and be an architect, tell you the truth. And uh, I went down there and I just wanted him to say, Hey, I'm proud of you for finishing school because nobody in our family had ever finished high school. Wow. And uh, I finished it and I was gonna go to college and he's like, Well, you know, you're going to college? I said, Yeah and he said, Well I hope you don't want anything. Well you know, you haven't given me shit all my life. You didn't even show up. Right. So what the do you want from him? Well, I don't want nothing from you. And alcohol, youth and ignorance go hand in hand. And that night I was watching him wrestle. Uh before he went on, I was watching some other matches and I had a couple more beers, you know, and I started thinking my testosterone levels was too high. I didn't go up there and challenge that son of a bitch. And if I whip this guy's ass, my dad's going to have to be proud of me now, isn't he? Aww. And I went up there, and thank God this guy knew who I was because instead of killing me, he stretched me in horrible positions. Um, <laughs> the only way I got loose from him was biting testicles. <laughs> Whoa. What? Well, yeah, he had me twisted up in this hole, and I seen these two testicles. And I just bit them, and uh, it's amazing. Get out of if you bite your own nuts. Oh, did you hear that, Kevin? Yeah. I bit my own nuts. Those were mine. I didn't know what it was. 
uh, you know, it's amazing how you can get out of things if you bite yourself in the nuts. Uh, uh, I got no, I didn't get loose, man. He he hurt me. Uh, he he had me piss myself. He had me shit myself in that ring. Uh, I crawled back to the locker room, and there's my father. And he looked down at me, and he says, "I'm ashamed of you. You're gutless, and you'll never amount to anything." Oh Jesus! Thanks, you know. F you, Dad. And yeah. uh, that night is when I gave up my dream of being an architect and said, you know what? I'm going to become a wrestler, and I'm going to be better than you ever were. F you. And uh, he did everything in the books, man, to keep me out of wrestling. He had people beat me up. Really? He had promoters turn me away. And I just kept, I kept, I kept going. I persevered, man. And, uh, you know, even later in my life, he would tell other people he was proud of me, but he wouldn't tell me. And, um, towards the end of his life, he did. But dad, I forgive you. It was a little late because, um, I was already well on my way to destroy my life. Um, and I don't blame him for it. I blame my ignorance and, uh, my addictions and my choices. And uh, I got to stand accountable for the wrong things that I did. How uh, old was your father when he died? Uh, he was only 71, man. Well, at seven, seven feet tall, that's seven, pretty good. 71 yeah. years old and uh, in a diaper, weighing 150 pounds, man. Whoa. Oh, jeez. You know, and I'm looking at him. He was 6'5 when he died. He lost that much. up, piece of shit. <laughs> they did not know who he was oh, God. or nothing, you know. And, and I, I will say God did answer my prayer, man, because I got on my knees when I went to see him in the hospital that last time. I said, God, please take him away from here. And uh, two days later, he was dead. What name did he wrestle under? Grizzly Smith. Grizzly Smith. Yeah, he named back before that, he was one of the Kentuckians, a great tag team. Oh, way yeah. Back, way back, you know. But, um, you know... I love him, but I don't like him. Right. I understand that completely. Yeah. You did some uh, time up here with the AWA, didn't you? Me? Yeah. Hell no, but some burn wouldn't hire my ass. Why not? <laughs> he was smart. <laughs> <laughs> They have risen indeed on the best of the Tom Bernard podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Paul Mercurio, Kostaki Economopoulos, and Jake the Snake. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a happy Easter, and we'll see you next week.